0: my name is Athena Kablenu. I am a stand-up comedian, writer and a new mum. Being a mum is great, but I do crave adult company every now and again. So I invite an adult every couple of weeks to come into my mum's kitchen and have a chat with me. And today there's a lovely adult sitting opposite me, smiling, giggling because he's got a plate of plantain (laughs) in front of him. He's giggling because it's the first time he's eating plantain. Can I introduce to you my guest, Nathan... Fode.
1: Fode, nice! Fode. Not faux ad. Yeah, I get faux ad a lot. That was you nailed that. Yeah. That was really good. But I
0: did fode. <laughs> Is that more correct than food?
1: but no, it's just fode. Just fode. It's just fode. I, like like toad with an F. Like toad
0: with an
1: F. I I got Nathan Toad a lot of school. And also Nathan Food.
0: That's a good name. <laughs> well, I'd be like, "Well, you got to give me food
1: then." <laughs> well, I was also just an overweight child, so It's <laughs> a
0: very unoriginal. Kids are so hack.
1: Yeah, it's they're so the, true. They're so
0: hack. Nathan Foad, welcome to my kitchen. Thank
1: you so much. Let's, let's
0: get this out of the way. You're staring at a plantain. You, you're dying to eat I'm it. I'm so just excited. Get your fork in. I've get never your fork in. ever had
1: plantain. I've heard so much about it. He's putting it in his He's chewing it. Oh my god, that's so delicious.
0: It's that, delicious, get stuck in.
1: That is genuinely so delicious.
0: Take what has happened with you today back to your hometown. <laughs> Take it, spread the word. I'm all about, just spread the love, you know. Oh Take it. What you need to do, go go down your corner shop, three for a pound, pile up the suitcase. Um, it's so like not what
1: I expected. What did you expect? I think I expected it to be like less sweet. It's <sighs> so good. I think I was, I thought it was going to be more... Savory? is it a vegetable or a fruit?
0: It's a fruit. Right. Uh, So if you um, go to the Caribbean or anywhere where they grow bananas, you'll see a plantain tree is identical to a banana tree. Um, So it's a fruit, but it's basically a very starchy banana. Uh, And it's sweet because it's just, it's been ripened. Right, okay. Um, So if you were to buy a green plantain, it would be quite starchy. Uh, Mm. But they're really nice with curries and things like that. I mean, I could talk about plantain (laughs) for the whole of this podcast. That's great. Let's do Um, that.
1: That's gorgeous. Is this the
0: most exotic thing you've eaten today?
1: I mean, definitely today, because the only other thing I've eaten today is eggs on toast. (laughs) This is so good. What's
0: Um, the the most exhaustive thing you have eaten?
1: um, Oh God, I'm going to just reveal how sort of deeply white I am. Um, uh, Ostrich.
0: Oh, that's very exotic. Mm. Yeah. was Is it? Was yeah. That, I've never had, I don't eat meat anymore, but when I ate meat, I don't think I ever really pushed the boat out and I mm. regret that a little bit because mm. my opportunity has gone. What did ostrich taste like?
1: It was actually really delicious. I ate it in, so my grandparents are South African, so I ate Oh, it. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. good kind of
0: the bad kind. Oh, the kind that the, the good that the kind that escaped.
1: No, deeply the bad kind. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're all there. Yeah.
1: Holding onto their, <laughs> their <laughs> land <laughs> with their shotgun. I know. Oh, I know with their like maids quarters it's just the worst i don't like going there but it um yeah i had ostrich once or twice it's really good it's kind of like steak but nicer i yeah, guess yeah
0: this is what i hear and i hear ostriches are like they deserve to be eaten or something oh it's good to eat them they're little pricks yeah, yeah. they're like they will he- headbutt prick. you and stuff like that mm. and like cows which are lovely we shouldn't eat why don't we just eat the animals that eat us or, yeah or just are mean to us that seems fair that's a good point
1: actually let's eat more like lions <laughs> it seems lions. All like justice <laughs> <laughs> it seems more like
0: justice anyway let's talk about stuff um, I should oh, I should say how I know you because you're a writer and mm-hmm. we've um, written together um, mm-hmm. which has been really fun
1: yeah we did a few write, t- television writers rooms thank yeah, you very much which,
0: um, and I don't know many proper writers I only know comedians who pretend to be writers <laughs> like myself well to
1: be fair likewise no, I don't know many proper comedians really so um, this is it's, it's big to know um, it's in me- my head you're such a big deal
0: <laughs> I'm so I'm going to put that on my on my next editor
1: post yeah be good
0: deal with Nathan's
1: heads
0: <laughs> oh that's really nice um, and what do you write? <laughs>
1: So, I write, I'm a comedy writer, I do um, bits for TV, mainly I do TV, I started off in like theater, but I, I work in comedy. I want to
0: talk about theater, mm. Like about comedy. Oh God. Do you, so you stopped working in theater, that's the past, you've been in the past. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I actually, I trained as an actor, I went to drama school. Yeah, <laughs> I know about I started, this. Like, yeah, No, yeah. no, I
0: apologise, let's talk about that. Okay, so much to talk about. Okay, apart part of the theater, let's talk about drama school. Christ alive. As a, as a comedian, I tend, I get sent to all Auditions. I get, mm. I get my ass spanked. Because I don't act. I'm not a trained actor, and mm-hmm. I'm learning every time. So, and I have a, a real admiration for actors because I think it's real art and it's real skill, and mm. you can learn so much about the human condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you did that. You did exactly what I admire. You went to, and you went to a good drama school, didn't you?
1: I went to a fine one. I went to. Fine. It was fine. Uh,
0: that isn't that. Is that better than good? Like to fine, like no. a fine, like a
1: fine I actually got. I got script notes the other day, and someone said. The, the new jokes are fine. And I was devastated <laughs> for like three days. I found that such an upsetting note to get. But is it like
0: fine art? Like- well,
1: eventually I found out it meant like fine as in like, these are fine jokes. <laughs> the
0: upper classes yeah. need to give recognise when they're giving notes to some of us who like, you know, don't speak in this way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, But yeah, so I went to drama school when I was like 18. I was just like a typical, I just did a lot of like youth it when I was young, just sort of desperate for attention. And then I... I have a really complex relationship with drama school, actually. I, I kind of... I'm glad that I went and I wouldn't have ended up in the situation that I am now. Like, it's great and I learnt a lot, but it's a weird place, man. What's, so what's weird. weird
0: about drama school? What did you find weird?
1: It's a really, like, crazy-making place. Like, you go and you kind of do genuinely... You know, people try and prep you for it. People are like, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a lot and you're going to go through a lot and it's really tough. And I was like, how tough can it be? It's like a drama class for <laughs> three years. And yeah. then I sort of turned up and you do sort of lose your mind. You feel like you go from... I was such a confident... I was such a disproportionately confident 18-year-old. And then I, you know, I, I turned up to drama school and you are just... I don't know. You, The thing that you've done for so many years, is like a fun thing and it's it's um, garnered a lot of like praise. It's, it's the thing that you're kind of like known for and everyone's like, gosh, Nathan's so clever and confident and talented. Yeah. And then you go and you feel like you'll just sort of get like punched in the face for three years. So I kind of got there when I was 18. Um... And quite quickly realised, I was like, oh God, everyone's taking this really you, seriously. Is it a
0: little bit like, I didn't have a, the same experience because I did a history degree, which just the stakes are slightly lower. <laughs> you know, you're not getting a, your personality and, your, and everything about you attacked. You're just go reading books every now and again. When I went to university, I felt like I stopped being a big fish in a small pond mm. and I ended up, and I was like a newt in like a, in a sea. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like incredibly lost and mm. there was nothing for me to latch onto. I will talk about drama school being, uh, high maintenance. No, drama school was... Being stressful.
1: That's the thing. It's much like, I mean, I'm sure you have the exact experience of like... You were at school and you were so clever at school, and and everyone was like, is so clever and brilliant. And then You're you right go, to say that. Yeah. I was so popular
0: <laughs> at school. Everyone <laughs> loved me. It was like, I walked down the corridors, and people would like, Athena! Athena! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. And then I went to university, and everyone was like, who the fuck are you?
1: Mm-hmm. I know, I was such a. That's the thing, I was so. Well, I, I guess I was a loser. I was such a, like, cartoonishly, like, oh. awful... Like, just I just had a real bad time with it. But, um, and then I went... Yeah, and like I say, drama was my kind of, like, thing that I had. And I was so good at it. And I got all the, like, main parts in my, like, youth drama. Yeah. And then you go to drama school and you're like... It becomes more um, formalised. And you're like, oh, this is a job that I need to learn how to do. and yeah. And there are people there as well. I think... When I got into drama school, it was such a big deal. I was on, like, the front fucking page of my, like, local newspaper. Where's your, and where's your local newspaper where are you from? So I'm from a town called Newark-on-Trent, um, which is in, like, the East Midlands. It's in Nottinghamshire. Right.
0: Oh, the, the lesser known of the Midlands. <laughs> yeah. The true. West Midlands gets all the press.
1: Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, who
0: cares about Leicester?
1: No one gives a shit about Leicester Derby. <laughs> no one cares. That And, and yeah, so it, it's such a... It's, it's kind of a non-place, really. Like, I'm always really... I'm always really jealous of people who come from like places you know like my best friend is from Manchester and oh, it's so like in her bones that yeah. she's from Manchester um, and it's the same when people are from London you know it's so like in you take them. it for
0: granted because it's a, it can form part of your identity mm. and when you go abroad you can be like I'm from London you're from London yeah, yeah yeah people
1: love it one of my overriding memories of like being on holiday when I was younger was getting into cabs and cab drivers being like whereabouts are you from and, and my dad would always just say Robin Hood like that was always his like oh, go to right, yeah. thing because it's Nottingham Forest and everyone yeah. Yeah. We're not even from Nottingham, but um, yeah, so it's kind of just like a nothingy y town. It's... You're going to put it
0: on the map, <sighs> well, you already have. <laughs> well,
1: I'm trying my very best. I mean, it's it's a, it's an interesting town to come from. In a lot of ways, I feel really grateful because it gives you such a sense of like being a little weirdo and an outsider. And then, I, and, and I feel very grateful to live in London. I'm very like excited by London all the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, It I feels like a very, I feel like I don't take for granted living in London. It's
0: and we so... do, Londoners take... London for Granted terribly. In one of our other episodes, I was like, oh, go to a gallery. It's mm. really fun. Like, we've got hundreds of them. Yeah. If you live somewhere, you don't have access to that, or you've got to get a bus that comes like once a week mm-hmm. to get on it, um, you, you can't benefit from these things. How did you go from being um, an elite drama school student Thank you. to the... Um, hugely successful comedy writer I see before me this is great thank Thank you so much this is
1: such an ego fluffer um so, you,
0: just a bit. You've written one of my favourite shows.
1: Mm. I wasn't lying.
0: You. So you emailed me and you said you wrote an episode of Young Offenders, mm-hmm. and it's genuinely one of my favourite shows. Which I, can I ask you which episode you wrote?
1: So I'm actually I'm I've written an episode for the new season. Oh my god, yeah.
0: the new season! <laughs> I'm so thrilled.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's shooting at the moment. Basically, I got to drama school and I would look around me. My sort of my overriding feeling of being at drama school, you know, people would be like. So obviously, the globe is the goal, and I would be like, (laughs) and I'd be like, yes, the globe is the goal. Like I was just, I was, I'm not Hollywood. I was such a fraud. Like that was thing everyone was so serious, and and rightly so. Drama school is a serious place to be, and and acting is a serious profession if you do it properly. Whereas I was just such a goofy little moron. Oh yes, and I just and I just wanted to do jokes and comedy, and I think and so I when I was at drama school, a colleague of mine, a colleague what's the word? Peer. Peer. Fucking
0: hell. Well, it feels like work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a a peer of mine had started up her own theatre company. She's incredibly ambitious, and she started up a theatre company and was taking a play to Edinburgh. And and all of the bits that I really liked at drama school were when we got to like write our own little monologues or whatever. So right. she obviously could see that. I could write and she said to me you know do you want to write a play with me and I was like yeah why not you know you're so like open and to any experience I was like yeah that sounds amazing so we took this play to Edinburgh in like when would it have been 2012 2013 okay um, and you would have it, been
0: really young how young were you, were you I would have
1: how old was I like 19 or 20 at yeah. the time Um and it, it did really well and we got some like traction off the back of it and the play ended up like later on down the line it like toured the UK what and was it, the play called Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Don't, don't... No one Google it, but it's called... It was called This Was The World and I Was King. So it was <laughs> that's, like...
0: There's nothing... When you made that face, I was like, oh, my God, it's nothing racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Imagine not, if I was like, please, it's don't something do that. ironically. But, okay, so this what was it? What was the
0: title again?
1: This was the world I was king. So okay. it was it was a play. It's so it far. from It sounds very
0: my, drama school. Yeah, I have to say, it Is was it was it a one man?
1: No, production? no, it was this big ensemble. It's so far from my like brand now. <laughs> but it was this like quite serious. It was like a World War One family drama. It was basically just we just ripped off like the Railway Children, and the, <laughs> and the line the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It was just exactly that. It was about like a group of children and. You know how everyone's just so like got off. You know when you're in primary school and everyone just has like a boner for like evacuees. Everyone just loves them. Everyone just wants to talk about evacuees so much. You've
0: just said that and I've (laughs) forgotten about it. Yeah. Because it made me think, God, World War 2 sounds like kind of fun, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh my God. You, know, you get you get taken from your house and put in the countryside. Oh my God, um, I thought it
1: was the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. And I remember, mean, like, dressing up for World Book Day in, like, long <laughs> socks and, like, a like A tag. And thinking That said, said, like, my name on it and thinking it was... I just thought it was so glamorous and exciting. So we wrote this play about, like, a family of uh, these children and their dads away at war and they, like... Play these games and make up these magical worlds and it have puppets and things. Yeah. And then their dad comes back from the war and he's not the same as he used to be, and he can't play with them like he used to play with them. And then it all That's of a sudden. Quite dark. <laughs> have you
0: heard, have you heard of a book called Regeneration? No. It's basically a really dark book about um post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. About World
1: War One. <laughs> we probably should have read it to be <laughs> yeah. fair. Like genuinely. It was it was the sort of thing where like the play was really like fluffy for sort of like the first half, and then you could just so see us being like. It just so suddenly took itself really seriously. <laughs> like, yeah, the dad comes home and all the kids are like, Daddy, Daddy, we've missed you so much. I played one of the children as well. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm six foot one. Like, <laughs> and the two girls that were like, they were <laughs> I <Yeah>. was constantly <laughs> shaving. I remember my skin being so like, mottled and horrible, that whole... And I had so much brill cream in my house, disgusting. I actually met my boyfriend that year as well, so that was a real miracle. But, um i uh like it was like daddy daddy um we've missed you so much and we can't wait to tell you about all the stories we've been making up while you've been away and the dad's like i can't hear these stories right now children like i can't play <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Is he batman <laughs> now <Yes>. <laughs> 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 like he's been on like hormone therapy or something you know but he's, and then he like lashes out at the children and everything's really different blah, blah blah so it was it was that kind of play that's
0: very mature i have to say mm, in even I guess. Though it's mature in a in a in a drama school kind of way. So that's how you started and then that I guess that was a catalyst
1: Yeah, and then we did it we did an, a couple more Edinburghs after that. So I wrote quite a lot for that company. We did like a children's show and we did um like another like bad play. Um I shouldn't be saying all this. Um but uh and then I left drama school with an acting agent but I kind of knew it's not what I wanted to do. I had this I don't mind saying now because she's retired. I won't say her name, but I had this absolutely awful um, acting agent. She's retired, but um, I used to have really crooked teeth, like really crooked teeth. And I got them fixed just after drama school, which was the stupidest thing in the world. But when she first met with me, I thought my teeth were going to be a real problem. And I remember her being like, darling, the teeth are so quirky. I love them. And I was like, oh my God, amazing. So I signed with her. And then I had another meeting with her and it's like she hadn't met me. It was like she'd fully forgotten. And she was like, I just... I'm going to be honest with you, darling. I don't know what we're going to do about these teeth. (laughs) And I was like, sorry, Linda. Remember that thing you said about my teeth? I can't believe
0: you got teeth shaved. Oh my God. I got
1: fully teeth shaved. And then I paid for like, bless my lovely little, my working class parents who don't have a lot of money. They somehow, we all managed to like cobble together enough money for me to get like adult braces. Oh, I love that.
0: Like a GoFundMe.
1: (laughs) Genuinely. (laughs) It really did take a village. (laughs) Like a a whip round. Um, And I got braces and fixed my teeth. And then.
0: And now you're a writer.
1: And now I'm a writer. (laughs) So. you've got to
0: pay that money back.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was all tax deductible at the time though, because I was like, it's for my career. Um but yeah, so it was it was ridiculous and I dropped that agent. She was awful. I was tied with her for a year and a half and I got one audition for a Red Bull advert, which I actually really nailed. Um no, it was terrible. Um and then yeah, so I stopped I was writing the entire time and then yeah. I got my writing agent. It was like a bit of mad luck, really. So, um,
0: so anyway, so now you're a writer and now you write on my favourite show. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to touch you before you leave again so I can sort touch someone who writes <laughs> on my favourite shows.
1: Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I, yeah, I just started, I knew, always knew I wanted to work in like TV comedy as opposed to theatre. I think there's, th- th- theatre takes itself quite seriously. There's a general rule, like no shade to any theatre writer's listening. But I just, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to work in comedy and and, and it's so I don't know, there's just more of a clear cut thing, like if you wanna work in T V comedy it's like it's its own separate industry that you can just focus on. And there's loads of access points into it, I think.
0: Like, especially for me as a stand-up, like, the opportunities I've had to be working radio and TV comedy way more than people who've been to drama school. Mm. And I feel a bit guilty about that, actually. But it's more like, if you're funny, we'll support you.
1: Well, also, drama school, I just don't think, generally... And, uh, you know, I'm talking specifically about my experience, but it doesn't necessarily engender being hugely funny. It doesn't really value comedy. It's like, it all takes itself... I mean, and there are weird, like... There's weird stuff at play there with, like, weird classism And stuff like that it's just it's very it's very serious it's all geared towards like I totally lost my accent when I went to drama school and I I wish I still had do you know what I mean I used to have like a proper like broad like working class Nottinghamshire accent I
0: don't know what a Nottinghamshire accent is Um,
1: no one does it's
0: um can you
1: give us a few bars okay I'll give you a few bars so not like uh like a Nottingham like from where I'm from like a Newark accent is very much um um, so the biggest vowel that I always noticed the biggest vowel shift i thought about this a lot is like um, like out and about and round so where uh, I'm from it's um, at and about and round
0: out and about and round <sighs> yeah
1: yeah like I'm going round the round about um, that sort of vibe that it's,
0: sounds quite cockney yes
1: uh, there is a lot of similarities actually weirdly yeah um, it's it's a really it's a bizarre accent it's really lazy <laughs> um, but I yeah I used to have like a proper accent I hear old videos of myself and I'm like oh listen to that little scrubber do <laughs> you know oh, what I mean I was no. such a little like, and they
0: make you into, like, an RP mm-hmm. generic thing. I think you're right. The theatre doesn't really respect... They respect comedy, but, like, Noel Coward. Yeah, you know, really, yeah. like, 1930s banjo comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why in, like, the BAFTAs and stuff, you get comedy entertainment.
1: Yeah. And it's, like,
0: Ant Deck win it all the time. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's so true. And, and you know, when you look at, like, the Golden Globes, like, musical and comedy are kind of lumped together. It's, like, comedy can't even be its own sort of category. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it was, like, when... I mean, was it, um... Was it Get Out that was like nominated yeah, for a nominated, of, like, like, Yeah,
0: and it's like, it's a funny film. Yeah, But it's really like, not a straight up comedy. It's not Naked Gun. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly.
1: And it also just feels, and you know, no shade to any comedies at all. But it just, it felt, it just felt such an insult, such an artful film. For yeah. it to be like lumped into like musical comedy next to like Veep. Or, like, do you know what I've mean? always
0: believed they know what they're doing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're like, yeah. this is undermining it. oh Trump's in London
1: oh Trump is in London how do we
0: feel about Trump you're not there um, supporting him waving American flags imagine if I was like I'm actually a massive fan no your South African grandparents (laughs) horrified (laughs) you your lack of support yeah
1: yeah exactly they're probably obsessed with him um how do I, uh, I mean Trump being in London? Are we flying the balloon again? I was so confused by all that. I thought that
0: balloon was a bit of a waste, to be honest. Because mm. there's nothing you can say to Trump. He hasn't heard. He knows yeah. he's got small hands. Mm. He knows he's got orange skin. Like, we can body shame him as much as we like. We can policy shame him as much mm. like. He sort of doesn't care.
1: He doesn't give a shit. And everything, like you say, everything's been leveraged against him now. Like, another hundred people on Twitter calling him, like, drunk or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and making fun of his tiny hands. He... I mean, he doesn't care the man's... Like, he, he's not worried about the size of his hands. He should be worried about the amount of blood that's on them. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
0: And I totally agree. I think it's a beautiful <laughs> day right now. And if you're wasting it protesting Trump, like, just go on a train, drink a mojito.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, like, do a Diane so, Abbott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're,
0: be- you're kind of better off doing that. I fu- the one thing I'm disappointed in is, like, I rely on politicians to say stuff and represent mm. me I rely on the Queen to just stick a finger up at him and yeah. if they're not doing it I then know. I don't I don't have time to it
1: Everyone sort of welcoming him with open hands it, it, it feels very embarrassing and I, I almost think there's um, a sense to which I always get very embarrassed at like the British reaction towards like Americans because I feel it in and of myself like finding America very glamorous and exciting yeah. and it feels like all of a sudden the second that people are like the President of the United States coming to little <laughs> old London yeah, you've got to like...
0: respect the office it's like please that office isn't meaningless, yeah. Now. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing, and
1: like you say, there's just, there's just nothing else that can be. I mean, what, what, yeah, Trump is hideous, it's, he's disgusting. It's like, like
0: when Greece won the Euros back in the days. Um, sorry, my daughter's smiling,
1: she's now. smiling, and she it's looks just, absolutely gorgeous. She's
0: smiling because uh, Athena's used a shit analogy again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's like your canary down the mines. Yeah. whatever your analogies
0: aren't. All okay. right, yeah, I do really shit analogies. I'm really bad. At um, anyway, what I'm trying to say is, it's like he's a really bad president. Yeah, yeah. Really, sorry, really sorry to be job. the first
1: two people on a podcast to understand <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, we actually think Trump's a bit bad. He's really
0: bad, yeah. and it's like you don't have to run. Like, like you've come here today, and I've made you fried plantain, and you've enjoyed it. If he was to come round, I'd be like you know, I might give him one of the child nappies. Was yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, there are things you can do. If he has to come, fine, but you don't have to roll out the what? red carpet. For... Like, he's gone to Buckingham Palace. Take him to a harvester. I oh,
1: no. oh, know. Oh, my God. He, it, I mean, I feel like he'd love that. Give him
0: some food. Po- oh, he would. That's probably, that, that's <laughs> nice and down to earth. But, cause, but that's true because when people go to visit him, he gives them fucking Wendy's yeah. or whatever. Um, and Wendy's is our equivalent of Oh, do we have Wendy's?
1: No. No, um, what is Wendy's? I guess McDonald's, there's no? There's that
0: one that... Wimpy's. Wimpy. Yeah. Oh,
1: iconic. I think there's the a wimpy the in Wimpy's. Newark. There's still a wimpy there's in Newark, I There's a wimpy I
0: think. in... I think it's in Twickenham or Richmond. I've been past it. Oh, um,
1: God. The amount of birthday parties I had in a wimpy. I know. So Who good. Who eats
0: burgers with a knife and fork?
1: I know. Burger, chips and beans. Yeah. An absolutely iconic meal. Doing today? What I'm doing today? So I, I mean, I had a busy weekend. Yeah. Weekend was we full on. Weekend? So I was doing my boring day jobby stuff. What's your day job? Can we
0: talk so, about it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's so dull. But I, so Thursday and Friday, I work. I teach a little bit. Like I work with queer youth. Yeah. Um. So I teach at like a youth center that has all these different groups. So there's like um. This
0: isn't boring, by the way. Is it not? I no. guess. I guess
1: it's not. This is one of the more interesting ones. The other one is just I work at the shop. Uh, like a youth centre that has several different groups within it so there's like an Afrobeats group and a music group and, da, 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 and a music production group and then there's just like oh. also a gay group yes. <laughs> like oh like, okay so
0: the whole thing isn't a queer project it's just like a queer corner
1: it's super cool it's um I mean I'll shout them out it's Platform Islington um and they it's all council funded it's amazing yeah and it's uh it's just a drop-in centre oh, and wow. anyone can come from the. it's generally the parameters are 13 to 19 totally free it's in Finsbury Park and you go and you can drop into any session that you want the funny thing about the one that I teach called insert name here that's the name of the group is everyone else is like group by skill and they're really good yeah. like the afrobeats groups a lot of them are like professional dancers right. so it's like if you're a sick dancer go here if you're an amazing singer go here and if you're just sort of like vaguely queer <laughs> just come here and we can just all sort of yeah, be gay what, what together do you,
0: what do you teach
1: So I got hired as, like, a general creative. So I do a bit of everything. So I do writing workshops and I do, like, drama. So it all has, like, a creative slant on the whole thing so yes. there's a lot of a lot of ukuleles <laughs> a lot was, of ukulele uh, <laughs> singing because they're all you know they're all these quirky hey guys crickets. are
0: you getting bullied <laughs> you know what you need a ukulele i
1: know what yeah. if you strap this tiny guitar to your back yeah. <laughs> make it more of a target love,
0: when you walk into a stage of ukulele people will fall in love with you <laughs> well, that sounds sound brilliant so i imagine that you start off thinking right guys by the end of this term i'm gonna have a play yeah and you write the play and, and then
1: and then you, I, I always have so many grand ideas for them. I always think like we're gonna do all of this, and then it's like, oh, do we just wanna do another ukulele cover of Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis <laughs> Presley? Yeah, for sure, let's just do that over and over again on a loop until all of us like taste blood in our mouths. Like it's it's very like you have to let it be what they want it to be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's cool because it's a it's a space where you know yeah. some of them it's the only time of the week that they get the pronouns that they want and things yeah. like that because their parents won't use them and so it's a really cool space in that in that right. regard so I do that and um, it used to be like a weekly thing but then it changed to like half-term projects I was doing that Thursday and Friday right. which was really fun it's a shame you're only half-term they must
0: have yeah. forward to it
1: it's it's you know what it's really cool and you get them coming back again and again and even when the job can be really frustrating just because working with young people is. Yeah. But, like, it, it can feel... It can sometimes feel a little yeah. bit thankless. Working
0: with young people is very frustrating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, um, the baby is chewing on Athena's finger and it's the cutest thing I've ever. She,
0: seen. And she's got teeth right now. So she, it's, like This isn't, like totally pain free yeah just for the visual there's like blood
1: pouring down <laughs> Athena's arm she's like going woozy Um, yeah so it's a it's a really cool job I was doing that Thursday and Friday and then um, my other day job is that I work at a toy shop
0: the, the, so a toy shop oh someone's very interested in that news <laughs> you work at to a toy shop what's um? you always put little Instagram stories I of do this, Of this shop what's mm-hmm. what's up with you and the customers man
1: so yeah, what's, <laughs> I'm just really combative like, with the ones. yeah the
0: people pay away with
1: them? <laughs> no and so i started working there like a year and a half ago i got the job i mean full disclosure i just got it because i had no money at the time i just needed work yeah um and it was really fun i really like i've had a it's lot a of day shot. jobs You're, it's so it's fun like Willy Wonka it's really stuff. lovely and i get to play with the toys <laughs> and and it's like it's in it's in it's like a five minute walk from my flat and I oh, work okay, there okay. every Sunday. Um, well, I work there, I did all weekend this weekend, so that's always quite full on. But it's a, you know what, it's a really cute job and it's also really good for, um, I find it good just for like observing people. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You do forget like when you can, not to, you know, wank myself off too much, but when you're like, when you're writing and you're really deep in, writing and you can just like sit at your kitchen table for days and days. And the only people I speak to are like my agent and my boyfriend and my friends. Like you don't like see people. You don't like interact with the public a lot. Yeah,
0: you need to. And I always, I got given some advice when I started comedy, like don't quit your job. Mm. Because if you quit your job, you kind of remove yourself from life and oh, what you're going to write about. It's so and true. It's really, piece of advice. Not only for that, but also for the money. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're, truly. Yeah. You're also for paying bills. Yeah. But like it's true because if you're just a stand up, and Creativity Fish is a writer, that's all you have.
1: I write a lot about my hometown and right. I can get very I have a very complicated relationship with it, which is why I write about it. Yeah. But um I I don't like going... I don't go home very often. Like, I go home to see my parents. Yeah. But then I've sort of... As I get older and more mature, I guess, yeah. I just have this realisation that, like, oh, no, it's good to go home because it, it also just benefits my work. Do you know what I mean? Because I go home, I'm writing you're, about a town. using
0: them for material. Yeah, so exactly. yeah,
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. What is, what's, what's, what's happening in the library today or whatever? That's I'm, what like, typing the to. entire time she's speaking.
1: Ah. Who's um, got divorced divorce recently? <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's totally true. Like, you have to interact... With the world around you, I find it nuts. Like, I do know actors and comedians and writers who've never, just never had a normal job, but, like, have never... And that's just, I mean, that's... I think that's outrageous. I know. I mean, it's,
0: I mean, if you can make it work, cool. Mm. But, I, honestly, I've had so many jobs over the years. And I started comedy in my early 30s, so I was kind of well into that. Mm. Go Getting up, going to work, going home.
1: But I just can't imagine, like, my... Just people who are like, yeah, I guess I just, uh, yeah, I never really had a normal job. I just find that nuts. Like, my first job, I was 16, and I worked in the chip shop that my mum managed. And, but anyway, it's what
0: like, was that like? Growing was, up in a chip uh, shop that your mum
1: managed? I really, and it's so, you, you say growing up, I really do feel like I grew up in that chip shop. She, she is, a, she is a, a known local figure because it was the Appleton Gate Fish Bar, best fish and chips in Newark.
0: Is it it still open?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's under new management now. What what is the fish bar called again? Appleton Gate Fish Bar. Appleton
0: Gate Fish Bar.
1: (laughs) Check it out.
0: Appleton Gate Fish Bar. We're going to check it out. Um, and so you, you, your mum was manageress she was the
1: manageress she she always she always insisted on manageress oh, she likes
0: to gender that mm-hmm. did she okay. yeah I
1: think it made her feel a bit like a classy dame like, right. uh, like on a manageress a... <laughs> god knows why um, but yeah so she managed that chip shop for 21 years <laughs>
0: were you there like every day
1: um, I was there I I, I I sort of ate from there a lot which was very <laughs> evident by my sort of appearance and personality um, I was uh, I was, loved it I was addicted to fried potato I still I am um, uh, aren't we all
0: and now fried planting
1: yeah genuinely you can introduce it to
0: the menu yeah
1: it's so good um but yeah so i worked there when i was 16 it was my first job my mum was my first boss um which was
0: oh okay nepotism yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. there were a lot more people more deserving of that role than me (laughs) um just scoop chips into paper but yeah um So that was the thing and now I'm writing and I'm writing about that time and that experience and it's just like, I just, I don't know. I just don't know what else I'd write about if I hadn't had those experiences. I got chips thrown at me.
0: Oh, no. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I, I wasn't... What a waste
0: of chips. I know, truly.
1: <laughs> I got a kebab thrown at me once.
0: Anyway, I, I want to know why someone threw a kebab at you. you it
1: oh, at yeah, I was just a little gobshite, like I always <laughs> oh, was. Oh, you deserved it. Yeah, no I one deserves that, No, right? I suppose not. I was just, I was, I had this thing, yeah, like I was a really visibly gay child. I, there was no hiding it, and I was just like chubby and but awkward. That's quite a stressful
0: thing, especially in a small town.
1: Right. And yeah and in the chip shop as well it felt very much like it, it really feels like a real like cornerstone of the town do you know what I yeah. mean and and you my mum is like proper new she's really like she knows everyone she's really like I don't even know what the word is. I guess, like, she's sort of, like, really street-wise. Like, she can really handle herself. Like, she's like a proper... Like Peggy,
0: Peggy Mitchell.
1: Very that. Very yeah. that. But a much more attractive Peggy Mitchell. Thank <laughs> you, Mum. But, yeah, she, uh...
0: Get out of my chip shop.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was very that vibe, actually. Like, she was very... She was, like, a sort of, like, landlady of that chip you shop. Know? But, um... And I... Yeah, I, I sort of sunk a little bit there. Because I would... Gob off, and look at it. Do you think you
0: were being preemptive? You're like, fine. I'm gonna. People are bullying me, so I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna just sh- use my voice so they c- don't even think about
1: it. Mm, that must be. A th- I think that's the thing for anyone that feels at all like maligned as a young person. Do you know what I mean? That is Attacks why. Attacks the
0: best form of defense. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so definitely like,
0: definitely my thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I exactly like. Do you? I mean, do you consider yourself a defensive person now? Or? Um.
0: No, but what. Basically, my thing as a young person was I used to be quite rude, but really it was... <laughs> no, I was. I was really... Imagine that. Um, I used to be quite rude and um, I, I realised it was because I was so terrified of somebody being rude to me or mm. pointing out... Because I never used to wear nice clothes. Yeah. I didn't like my body shape. I was a bit bigger. I wasn't very fashionable. Mm. You know, um, I, my hair wasn't particularly like... St- I never went to the hairdressers. So I had mm. this weird puffy afro thing so i used to be like right i'm not as cool and especially as people around me and they probably know that because they've got eyes so before they point it out i'm just gonna cuss them Do you yeah know what I mean? i'm gonna yeah. slag them off and that and it, it worked both ways And so it made me be the funny person mm-hmm. but it also was like really sad because like sometimes you don't have to say negative mm, things um
1: so true i was exactly the same i think particularly once i came out once i came out when i was 16 and once i came out i was just like I'll get there quicker than you can get there, do you know what I mean? So I did, I did, I went from, I was such a, like, polite little child, so, like, such a golden... And then I I just, I just became such a gobby little shit, because I I wanted to, yeah, get ahead of the punchline, I guess. So what's the
0: specific kebab incident? Oh,
1: yeah, oh God, it's slightly blurry in my mind, Um, (laughs) but uh, there was... A customer who was creatively nicknamed the worst customer in the world. That was, And I was also like, can we not come up with something short for that? Like, my mum would always be like, the worst Cut. customer in the world is in. I was like, yeah. I was like, mum, by the time you've said that, he's already loved a kebab at me. Yeah. No, um, but he he was just, uh, he was a colourful character. And um, he didn't like the way I made his kebab once. Um, and I st- gobbed back at him, which I absolutely should not have done. Um, and yeah. I got, when you
0: say like, gobbed, you mean speak?
1: Yes, not all like right. I didn't spit. it right. <laughs> Not
0: like, oh, you Shut don't up. like this kebab? Well, I'm going to make it even worse for you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You in Absolutely dribble yeah. all over his food. Yeah, how yeah. do you like the
0: way I serve this? <laughs> spit.
1: Yeah. That would have been quite sort of like sassy and cool. I wasn't nearly that. I wasn't nearly that slick. But yeah, I and then I I got a kebab at me. It it wasn't like it's maybe not as sort that of like that sounds like
0: assault, common assault. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it, it maybe isn't as like maybe like cartoonish as the way because what I'm. Imagining in my own head when I'm describing it is like the kebab hit me and it sort of like splattered all over me. What sort of happened is it just sort of like hit me and kind of like fell to the floor oh okay so it was really boring i've seen
0: like bits of that you know how it's like that, that stringy mm-hmm. kind of like flaky yeah yeah odds and ends of like slow with period. that opera in the background yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've seen lettuce and yeah. um, why do they always put fresh onions mm, like, it's uh, too much yeah it's it's too much They don't put any fresh onions. i was so bad at that i
1: hated i used to dread when people would order kebabs so I was <laughs> so bad at making them like because people are really specific as well people would be like um, can I have a donut kebab and um, can I get the lettuce underneath the meat but can I get the onions first and can I get the sauce do, 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 do. people will be wow, really really wow no people are fussy man. oh yeah. fussy it, was that
0: because it's kind of like fine cuisine Like, <laughs> yeah like... probably yeah
1: yeah genuinely and people see people take their chips like. very no, so. well sorry.
0: chips are a delicacy
1: mm-hmm. I take
0: chips for, like there's nothing worse than getting chips and they're bad chips oh
1: it's so good then. it's
0: very hard to put your finger mm. on a delicacy like chips it's very hard to put your finger to describe exactly what makes a bad chip or a good chip mm-hmm. when you eat it you know if it's bad or good.
1: Yeah, truly. I hated, um, there was always this thing when we'd get the new potatoes in, like the new potato chips and they're like sweeter because they're made from new potatoes and I always really hated them but some people were like, I mean, nuts for the stuff. It was like a real, people would like line up outside for them. It was, it was insane. <laughs> it was like a new Harry Potter book or something. Yeah, people, chips is a serious trade. It's a serious trade as my mum would remind me.
0: is there anything you'd like to tell people about what you're getting up to what people should watch what people should listen to to find you
1: Um, we'll check out the second season of The Young Offenders coming to BBC Three um Towards the end of this year. I don't know a release date yet. But um, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm Nathan underscore Fode on Twitter. And then just Nathan Fode on Instagram. F-O-A-D. Like Toad with an F. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram. I put out a lot more on Instagram than I do anything else. Um, and keep your eyes peeled. Is that, <laughs> no, no,
0: honestly, watching his Instagram makes me laugh so much. It's oh, ridiculous. Um, thank you, Nathan, for coming to keep my company. Thank
1: you for having it. me.
0: So that was Keeping Athena Company with Nathan Fode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't be put off drama school if that is your dream. Even if it breaks you, is that it makes you, uh, it will still make you into a fantastic writer, as it has done with Nathan. Uh, thank you to the child who did make noises throughout, but did not have a meltdown. So we'll call that seven out of ten behaviour. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, share, do whatever you normally do with com- with podcasts that you do like. And we'll see you next time. Bye.